Good to see everyone here. I'm so excited. Um, if you guys are listening on live right now, we're going to go through more into Genesis. So um, real quick, let's go back into what we talked about last week just a little bit, right? Hey. All right, first question I have for you guys. Um, which of Noah's sons received the greatest blessing from God? No, not them. Come on, you know it. Shem? Are you sure? 100%. <laughs> no, you're right. You're good. It is Shem. You're correct. It is Shem. So remember, God entered into a special relationship with him called a covenant, okay? So through Shem's family would come the one who would crush the serpent's head, which who was? Jesus. Jesus. Jesus, yes. Jesus Christ, right? <laughs> good. Okay, next question, just as a review. After the flood, did all people worship and serve God? Whoa, it's a quick one like that. Yeah, no, right? Why is that? Yeah, pretty much. But yeah, no, they saw at the city of Babel, okay, remember that tower they were building, right, trying to reach God, and man can't do that, right? That people were very, what, sinful. So most people worshiped themselves instead of God, okay? So that's a little recap. Guys, awesome out there. Appreciate your answers. So we're going to read the questions, and we're going to read the scripture after that so you guys understand what we're talking about. So if anyone's listening today, you can turn to Genesis 11, 27 through 32, and then we'll also go into Joshua 24, 2 is another verse. The first questions I want to say to you guys is, just think of these as we read it. What was the name of Abram's father? All right, what was the name of Abram's father? Next question is, what do we learn about Abram's wife? All right, so name of Abram's father. What do we learn about Abram's wife? Then where did Terah take his family? All right, so where did Terah take his family? And then another question is, what does Joshua tell us about Terah and his family? So there's four questions. I read them to you real fast, but we're going to go through the scripture and understand it, okay? So Genesis 11, 27 through 32. Now these are the records of the generations of Terah. If I said that correctly, I'll fix that if it wasn't. <laughs> Terah fathered Abram, right? So you have Terah, then Abram, Nahor, and Haran. So you have dad, three sons. And Haran fathered Lot, okay? Haran died during the lifetime of his father, Terah, in the land of his birth in Ur of the Chaldeans. Abram and Nahor took wives for themselves. The name of Abram's wife was Sarai, and the name of Nahor's wife was Milchach. I said that right? Oh, the daughter of Haran, <laughs> the father of Milchak. So you're getting, you're getting genealogy right now. You're getting a little bit of it. And Iska. Sarai was unable to conceive, and she did not have a child. Keep that in mind. 31. Now Terah took his son Abram and Lot, the son of Haran, his grandson, and his daughter-in-law Sarai, his son of Abram's wife, and they departed together from Ur of Chaldean to go to the land of Canaan. And they went as far as Haran and settled there. Remember that. And these days, the days of Terah were 205 years. And Terah died in Haran. So there's a lot to read. A little bit of genealogy, I get that. But the next verse I want to read you is Joshua 24, 2, which says, Joshua said to all the people, this is what the Lord, the God of Israel says, from ancient times your fathers lived beyond the Euphrates River, namely Terah, the father of Abraham, and the father of Nahor, and they served other gods. So keep that in mind. That's a big one. So I read a lot. Let's try to answer the questions. 
So can any of you tell me what was the name of Abram's father? Uh, so at verse I said Terah fathered Abram, right? So it was Terah, yes. Terah, he was part of Shem's family, right? He came from Shem's side. Remember that covenant that God had, Shem, with God? So he came from that family lineage. But good. I know it was a lot, so bear with me. What do we learn about Abram's wife, Sarai? If you look at verse 30 of Genesis 11, yeah? Oh, she's reading the text. She's getting, yes, yes, she was barren. She, uh, this means that she was not able to have any children. Interesting how it's pointed there, right? But good. Um, so where did Terah try to take his family? This one was kind of mixed in there pretty good. So first, he led them away from their home in where? Yeah, that's where they're going. Good, yeah, yeah. They led their home, they led away from their home in Europe to Canaan, okay? But they didn't make it all the way there, right? It says that in Scripture, they settled there. So good. Man, they got their Bible out, they're going after it. This is good. Good job, team. I love it. All right, next one. Uh, what does Joshua tell us about Terah and his family? So in Joshua 24.2, what does Joshua tell us about Terah and his family? <laughs> She's like, we're in school. Because you remember he said, uh, this is what the Lord, the God Israel says, from ancient times, your fathers lived beyond the Euphrates River, namely Terah, the father of Abraham and the father of Nahor, and they served who? They served other gods, Right. Okay, keep that in mind. That's a big point of this message, that Abram served other gods. Their family served other gods, right? So they did an idolatry. They idolized other gods. So remember, they worshiped false gods, and this is called idolatry. So even among Shem's family, there was much sin against the Lord. So what's my main point I'm trying to get to you guys tonight, or today? Um, God loves his people not because they are lovely, but because he's love, Right? So we tend to love things that are lovely, right? Um, if, you, if your pet dog is always biting you and eating your toys, and you probably won't love that. I mean, a dog comes in and starts tearing your stuff up, you're probably not going to be too happy about it, right? Or maybe you're okay with it, but I probably wouldn't be. Or if a neighbor boy is, steals your bike and calls you mean names, you probably don't want to be his friend. Just kind of how it is. People and things that are unlovely are hard to love. But in the Bible, we meet a God who loves the unlovable. The whole world was lost in sin. We've learned that in Genesis from the fall and everything else. Like the mean neighbor boy, everyone sought to rob God of what? Do you guys know? His close, his glory. Yeah, rob God of his glory, right? And yet God continued to love those people, the unlovely people. So like, for example, he loved Seth, Noah, and Shem. He kept them alive. What on the, what was that boat called? Yes, he kept them alive in the ark. He preserved them. He loved them not because they were sinless, but because he was gracious. Not because we were good, because he was good. So we now turn to look at a man from Shem's family. So we're going to put aside, we're going to put our attention now on Abram. Right? You probably know him, heard him as Abraham. But before that time, he was called Abram. And later, called Abraham, right? God set his love on Abram. But why? He wasn't the one that worshipped idols, a moon worshiper. He, uh, yeah, he worshipped other gods, right? So why would, he, why would he do that? Not because he was good. Not at all. Yeah, because 
we learned that his family worshipped idols, and we know Abram was a, also a sinner, right? He sinned against God. He idolized something else. And so we understand, like, why did he do that? But he grew up serving false gods made by human hands, and he did not believe in the true and living God. So that's, that's pretty big. So why did God choose Abram? Simply not because he had great power or potential. Nothing he can offer God, right? God has created everything, all things through him, for him, and by him. Nothing we can offer. But his wife was barren, too. Remember that. He had no children from which he could come, which could come to the Savior who would crush the serpent's head. And not only that, that he had no children, but his wife was unable to have children. So he had no children, unable to have children. So a lot's kind of stacking on him. He was a sinner, worshiping gods, could have no children. Life's looking pretty rough. But this is the, exactly the point which I'm trying to get at, because God chose Abram. That word chose, that's a big word. He chose Abram not because Abram was great in goodness or power or anything, but because God is great in what? Glory is good, that's good. But also love. Yes, in love he chose us, right? He would take weak, sinful Abram and make him, cha- and make him the channel through which his salvation would reach to weak, sinful people like you and me, right? How God more glorified in that sense? He chooses the weak like that to glorify him through that. What a joy to bring him into salvation to get to glorify God through that. So there's a lot to read. We talked about Abram. We talked about genealogies and a lot of families. So I got four more questions, three more questions, and then we'll go into some prayer. So what made Seth, Noah, and Shem different from the rest of the sinful world? You have an idea? Yeah, they had kind of like a special relationship with him, right? He took them to be his people and became their God, right? He preserved them, like I said, in the ark. If God had not done this, they too would have perished in their sin. He chose to do that. Did God choose Abram because he was good and powerful? Good. No, he didn't, did he? Absolutely not. He, Abram, was not good, just like us. All of us in this room, just like us. He was a sinner who worshipped false gods. He was not powerful, and he had no children because his wife was barren. So, none on our side. So, what did we learn about God in his loving, unloving people? You got it. You know what's up. Okay. What do we learn about God in his loving, unloving people? What is God? What? Yeah. Well, what do we learn about God's attribute? He is what a gracious God. He's a merciful God, right? Who shows kindness to people who don't deserve it. What is that called? It's mercy, right? We don't deserve his mercy. None of us do. But he still gives it to us. None of us deserve God's salvation. We cannot earn God's love. Remember, our works are like filthy rags, right? Nothing we do can just earn us that. We can't climb a tower and reach to heaven. He actually came down to us, right? Isn't that kind of interesting? He came down to us from heaven in the sense like Christ came to us. So we cannot earn God's love. But even though we are weak and ugly in our sin, God loves sinners just like us. He is abundant in love and goodness towards needy sinners. So he he didn't choose us because we were powerful, we were strong, we had all these gifts, we were righteous, none of that. He chose us simply because he loved us. He's a gracious and loving and just God. So let's pray today. Thank you for listening. You guys did wonderful. 
Uh, Let's pray that every member of your family would come to knowledge of the riches of God's love toward unloving sinners. So let's pray for those for all around us too, because that's huge. So thank you guys. God, we just come before you today to really acknowledge your, your gracious mercy, Lord. And I always say it all the time, but there's truth in it, that we don't deserve anything you've given us. We've done nothing to contribute to our salvation. It was all because of you, through your son on the cross, who died, shed that blood, and now we're seen righteous in you. We're so grateful for that, Lord. We can't thank you enough. Lord, guide us through the word today and through the scripture to understand you and have the Holy Spirit illuminate that word to us as we take joy in studying your word. It's in your name we pray, amen.